Good morning, and welcome back to The Women and the Inventions and my talk with an alien on day six. I talked about a woman named Patsy O'Connell Sherman. Patsy O'Connell Sherman was an American chemist and co-inventor of Scotchgard, a 3M brand of products. Scotchgard, also a stain repellent and durable water repellent. In 1952, Sherman started her career at 3M with one Samuel Smith. Sherman co-invented Scotchgard, which soon became one of the most famous and wisely used stain repellents and soil removal products in North America. The invention of Scotchgard was sparked by an accident. Sherman and co-workers were initially assigned to develop a rubber that could be used for jet fuel hoses. A sample of, floral, of a fluorochemical rubber was accidentally spilled on an assistant shoe. After exhaustive, att exhaustive attempts to remove the rubber failed, Sherman realized that the material could be used as a repellent for oil, water, and other solvents. Sherman and Smith received a patent on April 13, 1971 for the invention of what they called block and graft copolymers containing water, solvatable polar groups, and fluoroaliphatic groups, also known as Scotchgard. Sherman holds 13 patents total. I also talked about a woman named Rosalind Franklin. Rosalind Elise Franklin was an English chemist, an X-ray crystallographer, whose work was central to the understanding of molecular structures of what soon was to be called DNA, also known as deoxyribonucleic acid and ribonucleic acid, or RNA. Essential for viruses, coal, and graphite. Although her works on coal and viruses were appreciated in her lifetime, her contributions to the discovery of the structure of DNA were largely unrecognized during her lifetime, for which she has been variously referred to as the wronged heroine. The dark lady of DNA, forgotten heroine, a feminist icon, and the Sylvia Plath of molecular biology. She graduated in 1941 with a degree in natural sciences from Newnham College, Cambridge, and then enrolled for a PhD in physical chemistry under one Ronald George Rayford Norrish, the 1920 chair of physical chemistry at the University of Cambridge. DNA. Think about it. I also talked about a woman named Ann Moore in 1966. Ann Moore was an American nurse credited as the inventor of the Wego and the Snuggly child carriers. Moore was a pediatric nurse by training and following humanitarian work in Germany and Morocco, she was one of the earliest volunteers of the Peace Corps. She served in Togo, Africa, during the 1960s and was accompanied by her husband and fellow Peace Corps volunteer, Mike Moore, who had once been her French language teacher. After the birth of the couple's first daughter, named Mandela, interesting, following their return to the United States, Anne attempted to carry her child in the style used in West Africa 
by using a long shawl as a sling to strap the infant to her back. Finding this method to be ineffective, for her anyway, as the child would slip, Moore and her mother, Agnes Lucy, developed a backpack harness that would become the forerunner to the Snuggly. The Snuggly was patented in 1969. And finally on day six, I talked with that alien about a woman named Anna Tsukamoto. Anna Tsukamoto was born in California in 1952. In the early 1900s, she was part of the group of scientists that discovered the human hematopoietic stem cell. Yes, the blood stem cell. Learning how to isolate stem cells was key to cancer research, and it still is to this day while transplanting blood stem cells can replace damaged cells created by cancers, such as leukemia. In 1991, Tsukamoto was a co-inventor of systemics, and a patent was created for human hematopoietic stem cells. And in 1997, Tsukamoto and her colleagues received a patent for the identification and isolation of human hematopoietic stem cells. Tsukamoto discovered the human central nervous system stem cell and a second candidate stem cell for the liver, which transitioned the human neural stem cell into early clinical development in the spinal cord, the brain, and the eye. Blood stem cells are immature cells that can mature into all types of blood cells. Er Learning how to isolate them is very important to cancer research as transplanting blood stem cells can help replace cells that were damaged by cancers, such as multiple myeloma and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Stay tuned for the conclusion of The Women and Their Inventions. And that will be on day seven. Ebony Contrarian, out. Good morning or good afternoon. By the way, my mistake, the conclusion of my talk with the alien will be on day 12 and not on day 7. And now for my talk with the alien. But nearing the end of my 12-day talk with the alien, I wondered, why don't our black women receive more respect for their inventions than they do? And then I thought about a speech from the late great Malcolm Little, or as many of us know him, Malcolm X. It was a speech from 1962 about the amount of disrespect that is given to black women. Personally, I have felt for years, long before I was made aware of Malcolm's speech, that women, all women, not just our black women, but the women in far too many cultures are not given their respect or their due. Worldwide, as they, they, it's as though they barely exist or count, at least until some men deem them useful for their own needs. And when you think of how pivotal women are to life itself, I have always found the thought process that they should, they should hardly exist or count ridiculous. The speech by Malcolm, in essence, as it referred to black women being disrespected, in Malcolm's speech, he was speaking solely about black women, and by all means, I concur. He said most accurately on the subject of black women in America, and as far as the speech went, 
let me refer to his speech. He said, and I quote, the most disrespected woman in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. End quote. Let me say this and make no mistake about it. If the constitution of these divided states has no respect for women, period, and only refers to their own white women as persons, that shows you that if they show that amount of disrespect to their own, as far as the founding fathers felt about their own women, along with their total disdain for black men and women, who according to the constitution are only three-fifths human, what does anyone expect? The alien asked why black women aren't also treated like the white women. Isn't a woman a woman on your planet? I quickly explained the long history of hate, discrimination, and racism. That's the hate-filled trifecta on this planet, along with their disdain for sexual preferences, not only as it pertains to color, gender, religion, and any number of differences. The planet itself is foul. The air we breathe, the water we drink, along with the soil we need for the survival of our crops, all fouled by the actions of man. Stay tuned for day eight of my talk with an alien. Ebony Contrarian, signing out for now. Good morning or good afternoon. By the way, my mistake, the conclusion of my talk with the alien will be on day 12 and not on day 7. And now for my talk with the alien. But nearing the end of my 12-day talk with the alien, I wondered why don't our black women receive more respect for their inventions than they do? And then I thought about a speech from the late great Malcolm Little, or as many of us know him, Malcolm X. It was a speech from 1962 about the amount of disrespect that is given to black women. Personally, I have felt for years, long before I was made aware of Malcolm's speech, that women, all women, not just our black women, but the women in far too many cultures are not given their respect or their due. Worldwide, as they, they, it's as though they barely exist or count, at least until some men deem them useful for their own needs. And when you think of how pivotal women are to life itself, I have always found the thought process that they, shouldn't, they should hardly exist or count ridiculous. The speech by Malcolm, in essence, as it referred to black women being disrespected, in Malcolm's speech, he was speaking solely about black women, and by all means, I concur. He said most accurately on the subject of black women in America, and as far as the speech went, let me refer to his speech. He said, and I quote, the most disrespected woman in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. End quote. Let me say this and make no mistake about it. If the constitution of these divided states 
has no respect for women, period, and only refers to their own white women as persons, that shows you that if they show that amount of disrespect to their own, as far as the founding fathers felt about their own women, along with their total disdain for black men and women, who according to the Constitution are only three-fifths human. What does anyone expect? The alien asked why black women aren't also treated like the white women. Isn't a woman a woman on your planet? I quickly explained the long history of hate, discrimination, and racism. That's the hate-filled trifecta on this planet, along with their disdain for sexual preferences, not only as it pertains to color, gender, religion, and any number of differences. The planet itself is foul. The air we breathe, the water we drink, along with the soil we need for the survival of our crops, all fouled by the actions of man. Stay tuned for day eight of my talk with an alien. Ebony Contrarian, signing out for now.